Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. If you're driving uh, in a city, major city, and uh, or any city, and you see a large truck, and you see the, the open slots on the trailer, and you realize that there are animals in there that are headed for the slaughterhouse, I don't care who you are. There's going to be a, a, a moment of not feeling particularly easy. You have a, an uncomfortable moment, I would think. I know I do. I, I look at the animals and, and I'm, I feel bad for them. But I'm also the guy who goes to the grocery store and I'll buy bacon and I'll buy steak. and I understand the process, but I feel bad for the animals. And, I, and then I, I feel particularly badly when I, when I find out, but I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it, honestly. I just don't. Um, but at the time, I feel bad about it. You, you, you hear that pigs are like dogs in their personalities, that they uh, are extremely loyal, that they can be trained like a dog can be trained, that they are very protective. Uh, if you have a pig as a pet, it'll be very protective of you as a dog is. And they're clean animals if you provide them with clean surroundings. This is all stuff I've read. I'm, I'm not a pig expert. I don't know. But I, I'm saying this because uh, Anita Krein appears in court in Burlington tomorrow, Burlington, Ontario, and she's facing a charge of criminal mischief. And if she's found guilty, there could be a fine of up to $5,000 and up to 10 years in prison. Now, last year, as a member of Toronto Pig Save, Ms. Kreintz and other volunteers gave water to pigs in a truck on the way to a slaughterhouse, and Ms. Kreintz got into a verbal confrontation with the truck driver, and the owner of the pigs, uh, Eric Van Bokel, is adamant that Anita Kreintz be prosecuted. Now, I also understand that when you have animals on the way to a slaughterhouse, and they're part of the food supply, whether you like that or not, they're part of the, part of the soup food supply, the, the food chain, you have concerns about people giving things, giving food, giving um, water, giving anything to the animals. Because it could get into their systems and it could then, I suppose, be transferred to humans down the food chain. Uh, Anita Kreins knows a lot more about this than I do. She is with uh, Toronto Pig Save and she is in court tomorrow. And she does face a charge of criminal mischief, and she could, if found guilty, be facing a $5,000 fine and up to 10 years in prison. And she joins us on the Roy Green Show on the Corridor Radio Network. Ms. Kreins, thank you very much for, for taking the time. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm trying to be honest about how I feel about this. Well, I, I think uh, the feelings that you expressed are um, feelings that a lot of people have. Um, a lot of people have told me that uh, they're on the highway and a transport truck drives by and they look into eyes of another animal and that really changes changes them and a lot of people have told us that they've actually gone vegetarian because of that why do you care about pigs on the way to the slaughterhouse you know uh, was, was there a moment in your life which made you begin to feel as you do now well i was when i was in university i i, I was a meat eater I, I used to love bacon and pork and all meat really and I, uh, there was this ad for a movie, and I went to see it in the basement of a library. It was called The Animal Film, narrated by Julie Christie, the actor. And I was shocked. I didn't know that the treatment that animals undergo in factory farms. And there was this one scene 
where farmers were joking about a sow being in a rape rack. And just as a feminist, uh, I just found it so disturbing. And I had nightmares for three days. And then I became an animal rights activist and um, also uh, um, a vegetarian uh, for for more than a decade. And then I went vegan about um, 10 years ago after I saw another movie. So, I, I, you know, it was a process for me. I went through this humane myth idea of, oh, I bought free-range eggs and... I tried to do the best I could, but then I learned about just dairy and eggs, which in my mind are even crueler than meat because the parents suffer for a longer time in, in the factory farm system. So um, in terms of what happened you know, with the formation of Toronto Pig Safe, um, that happened only five years ago. I was, I, I was already an animal rights activist. I was a vegan, and I lived near a pig slaughterhouse in downtown Toronto. And I knew about it, and I thought, oh, somebody should do something about it and should protest. And I only thought about it a few times a year because I lived within a kilometer of it. But then I adopted a dog for my mother, Mr. Bean. He's a beagle whippet mix. And I would walk him every day along Lakeshore uh, in downtown Toronto. And then I would see seven or eight transport trucks. And um, in rush hour traffic, they would be moving slowly, so I could look inside, and I, I would see these beautiful pigs. Uh, They're just so expressive. They have beautiful eyes of all colors, like hazelnut, blue, all colors, just like human eyes. And they're very, very expressive. And they they look terrified. They look sad. They sort of have expressions like, what is happening to me? Help me. And um, at the time, I had been reading um, books by Romain Roland. He's a Nobel laureate from France. Um, 1915, he won the Nobel Prize in Literature. And he wrote books on people that he thought were examples to emulate. So he wrote one, a book on a biography on Tolstoy, one on Gandhi, one on Ramakrishna and Vivekananda. And all these men, when there was an injustice in their community, they organized. So they, they engaged you know, in I, organizing. So that's I, what I did then. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I accept your, um, the honesty of your argument. And I, I'm just thinking, and I, I try to be a, a, an honest person when I do interviews. And I try to always tell people what I'm thinking. Uh, there will be people who will be on your side, and there'll be people who think it's kind of kooky. Yeah. Fair, a fair statement. Yeah, absolutely. My the, mother laughed at me for ten years. Yeah. I was a, when I was vegetarian. And, yeah. And, and 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 people who are in the uh, I don't know what you call it the animal business the uh, the food business. Right. They they have rules and regulations that they have to live by, and those who break the rules should face the uh, appropriate punishment, and I'm sure do, uh, hopefully in most of the most cases. But there are people who who, who are very humane, uh, given the, what they have to live by, or the, the rules that they're, that they're presented with, and they do what's expected of them. I know that you, you would fundamentally object to that, and, uh, but, but they, they have their argument. So as you go to court tomorrow, do you feel... I mean, what are you feeling? Are, are you afraid? Do you feel... Um, do you feel empowered? Do you feel like something really useful is coming out of this? What are you feeling? Uh, well, I'm feeling, you know, before the first court appearance, which was in October, I was actually anxious, um, even though I've, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, a lifetime activist. Um, I have a Ph.D. in political science, but even when I was doing my Ph.D., I was involved in the Great Bear Rainforest Campaign with Greenpeace, so I have a history of activism. Okay. So, I, you know, the first time I got arrested was for Clackwood Sound. It was a temperate rainforest on Vancouver Island, and I was, like, shaking so much because I was afraid of authority as I was getting arrested. But then after it, I thought, okay, it wasn't such a big deal. You just have this fear of authority. But, you know, now my feeling is if, if what you're doing is right, 
then you have nothing to fear. And that's basically my position. I, I, I actually welcome this opportunity to uh, challenge this industry, and this industry sees animals as property. So as you mentioned in your introduction, you know, what is the difference between a dog and a pig? And I don't think there is one except people's prejudice. I don't know anything. I don't know anything about pigs other than what I've read, and right. that's what I've read. And right. I, I have two little dogs, oh, yeah. and uh, those little guys have helped me through a very, very difficult period of my life over the last six months. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and, and they're wonderful little guys. And we have, we make, this, as humans, we make distinctions between animals. You know, this animal is a pet, and that animal is a food source. Right. But is that, that's, that's I mean, you're, you're, going to tell me, you're going to tell me that that is, ne- that is absolutely wrong. Most people will say, no, it isn't. That's the food source, and that's the pet, and that's the way it's evolved. Um, well, you know what? Some pigs have fallen off transport trucks and have been rescued and are now at sanctuaries. Right. So I think the best thing you could do is, is and your listeners, is visit a sanctuary like um, Happily Ever Esther. I don't know if you've heard of Esther the Wonder Pig. No. This couple... Uh, adopted her. They thought she was a mini pig, and it turned out she was a farm pig, and she's like 500 pounds now. And so she lived in their Georgetown home, and then... Oh, I, I did hear about that. Right. And then they set up an Indiegogo campaign and raised $440,000. Hey, I heard about that. And yeah, now they have a, a, a sanctuary called Happily Ever Esther in Campbellville, and I can't recommend it highly enough. Uh, meet That's a it, cool place, Campbellville. It, it's beautiful. It's, it's yeah. just stunning. And they have a huge property, and they've rescued other animals there. So there's a lot of different pigs. But Esther the Wonder Pig still lives in the house because they gave her okay, a so choice. She could move into the You're really energized, huh? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, it's, there's nothing like going on a sanctuary, to a sanctuary because it's like paradise on earth. Like the animals, as you know with dogs, like they're so affectionate. They're such good friends. Um, they, they, they're so emotionally um, uh, sort of observant and are aware of what you're going through, I find. And, I mean, my dog has been a real help to me, as has my cat when my mother passed away. Like, they were really helpful and kind and really there for her and for me and my family. Yeah. And, um, you know, pigs are no different at all. It's remarkable how, once they're rescued, how they get their natural, they just express their natural instincts. Yeah, well, Ms. Crines, would you, would you be okay, I don't know, uh, would you be okay taking a couple of phone calls? Absolutely. Okay, I don't know whether people are going to call. Um, they might. They might. They might not. Okay. They might feel they don't really have anything to ask, or but but if they do, uh, I just received an email actually from my cousin. Okay. Wow. Who, who wrote? I also saw a truck uh, with pigs in it. Yeah. One pig was looking back, and I've never forgotten that look. Since mm. then, I've not eaten pork or beef over ten years now. Isn't that beautiful? You know how many times I've heard that story. I, I, Once. That's, it's called bearing witness. I mean, right. I, many people have told me that. Yeah. You know, even like when we we do three vigils a week at slaughterhouses, and people that just drive by and stop and take some of our literature, okay. people have told us this. Well, I thought you'd been in touch with my cousin. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on, uh, Ms. Ms. Kreins, we're going to come back. Okay. Anita Kreins is with me, and, and you're hearing her position, her, ar- her uh, I, I say argument, is not an argument, as in let's go toe-to-toe, it's just a position, and... Uh, what are you? Uh, what are you? What are you thinking? One triple eight two two five eight two five five. One triple eight two two five eight two five five. You can call us and you can uh, you can talk to Miss Crines. Um, do you think that she should go to court? Uh, that she um, should face criminal mischief charges? I mean, there there are laws, there are rules, there are regulations that say you can't do this, and and that's what she's going to be dealing with. Anyway, AAA-225-8255 is my number. Roy Green, Show Chorus Radio Network. 
We'll come back with Anita Kreintz and you stay with us. Anita Kreintz is with me. She's going to court tomorrow in Burlington, Ontario, and she's facing a criminal mischief charge for giving water to pigs in a transport truck heading to the slaughterhouse in Toronto last year. And you heard her say, you're not really looking forward to it, but you feel empowered, right, Anita? Can you uh, put Anita up on the other bank for me, please, Tom? Can you hear me, Anita? Yes. Sorry. Okay. Yes, hi. All right. Let me get a caller on the air with you because we did say we want to make the lines available or some um, some calls available to you. See how people feel about what you've been saying. Peter's in Toronto. Go ahead, Peter. Hi there. Well, I just want to say I hope your charges get dropped because whoever the officer that wrote the ticket is an absolute moron. Um, but besides that, um, you know, I, I understand. I, I sympathize where she's coming from because any living thing, realistically, you know, whether it's a fish in your fish tank, you know. Uh, a cow in, 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 uh, on, on a farm, uh, anytime you make eye contact with an animal, you, know, you, you tend to sympathize for them. You know, if they are going to the slaughterhouse or that poor fish that gets you know, caught and then thrown back in the water with a hole in his mouth because it's not uh, big enough. But my question is, is that just not part of the food chain? Are we all not just part of the food chain? Are we all not just like lions that need to feed ourselves? We all are part of the food chain. If we find ourselves in the wrong circumstances, even humans are in the food chain. <laughs> this is just it. I think it's just a part of life. Ms. Grind, what, what do you say to that? And I mean, that's one of the positions I put forward as well. Right. Well, I'm, I'm a vegan, and I, 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 you know, our group is called Toronto Pig Save, and we're about saving animals, but also people. Like, if you look at uh, the WHO report, the World Health Organization came up with a report that said that processed meat, such as ham and sausages, increase your chances of getting colorectal cancer. My father died from No, no, I, I, I understand that, but we have limited time. What do you, right. say, to the, what do you say to the position that yeah. we're all part of the food chain, and it's, just, it's very unfortunate if you're born a pig, but well, if that, in, under those circumstances... We, we have a choice. Like you can be, we do have a choice, be, you're right. You, humans can be vegans, and I am, and you know, you're talking about climate change. Dr. James Hansen, the world's most famous climate scientist, said the number one thing you can do on a personal level is go veg to reduce your ecological footprint. What about that, Peter? Would you consider going vegetarian or vegan? I don't think I could. I don't think I, I could I, either. Why not? Why? Because he likes to eat meat. I, I'd like, I, I'd li unfortunately, I, I'd like... A steak here and there. I and that's a, like, Anita, that's I a legitimate like answer. No, it's not, because taste oh. is not a moral, answering something based on just taste is, is a very selfish response. I mean, if you care about the environment and future generations and your children and your grandchildren, then you're going to try to eat a diet which is more ecologically friendly. And there's no question about it that a vegan diet has the smallest ecological footprint. Okay. 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 Peter, hold on. Hold on. I need to hold on, because we're short on time. I want to get to the caller on for you, John in Toronto. Go ahead, John. Oh no, I heard the interview uh, with the truck driver last week, and he was also a part owner of the farm, and he said his animals are treated fairly, and they're also treated according to numerous government regulations. I'm not, I don't he also doubt that. Said they were well watered before they went to market. Yeah, I saw that as well. What he was doing was totally illegal. The animals are not hers, not her property. Right. He also said they were spraying water from old Windex bottles, and they may have been contaminating the animals. Okay, John, what about that, Anita? In the short time we have left... Okay, so people bought one-gallon pressurized uh, gardening, uh, you know, um, containers in right. order to give the, the pigs more water. Right. So that was used as an argument against us, but, you know... 
the pigs are not treated well. There's like two a thousand, two thousand pigs in a, a warehouse. If you did that to okay. dogs, it would be unacceptable. But there are regulations that they live by. You're There's going to court. You're going. You're, you're going to. I have, I have no time. We're going. You're going to court tomorrow. We'll stay uh, on top of what happens. And and I hope we can get you back on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thanks so much. Anita Crines in Toronto. She goes to court tomorrow.